You guys feeling good? I'm feeling good. You know why? Because this is musically significant. It's interesting. It's unusual. Also known as Noteworthy. You picked the right podcast today. Let's go. It's that time of the week again. Here we are. It's a good day. I'm excited about what it holds. My voice is a little bit tired today. You'll have to forgive me. Coming off the end of a youth weekend, which if you listen to the show, you know that I'm a youth pastor in the Atlanta area, the south side of Atlanta. It's a lot of late nights, a lot of worship, a lot of Sky Zone trampoline youth group fun and that was my weekend three church services sky zone a lot of practices it was amazing fun with friends and god did amazing things so if my voice is a little tired today just bear with me today is martin luther king jr day i want to start the show by just giving a couple quotes from this incredible man that was a world changer and honor him on the show today. One of my favorite quotes from him is darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive drive out hate. Only love can do that. Another one of his quotes was our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. What an incredible man. What a world changer he was. He had a dream. Of course, his his famous speech, I Have a Dream, changed the lives of many. And we thank you today for that dream because I believe that the world is a better place because of it. So Martin Luther King Jr., I honor you today. And I hope that all you listeners out there are having a great day. I know a lot of you probably have the day off today. Most people probably won't listen until tomorrow until you're on your way to work. But just know that we honor him today. And thanks for letting me take just a quick second to do that. Today's episode is going to be amazing. Um, Let me tell you real quick, it's a big week because Rachel and I are heading back to Florida to go to Vanquish Studios to record a brand new single. My voice is currently gone and I cannot sing. And I'm just barely able to speak right now, so it's going to be interesting. But I serve a God who's able to heal and make a way. And I believe that it's God's will that we go, and I believe that this new song is going to be very powerful, and I believe that it's going to make a difference in a lot of people's lives. So devil, you're a liar. We're going anyways, and it's going to be incredible. Let's get right to it. I know you don't want to hear me talk all day. That's not why you tuned in. You tuned in because I have an amazing guest and you want to hear him talk. Yes, today's guest is my dear friend, one of my best friends on the planet, Zach Davey. He's the Campus Ministry International Director for the United Pentecostal Church International. You'll hear me recap on that a little bit in the episode I'm not going to explain what all that is now because we're going to go into it. We're going to go in on the episode and talk about campus ministry. We also talk about what happens when you integrate music into your campus ministry. Zach's an incredible guy. You're going to love this episode. Zach, if you're listening, I love you, bro ham. And I had a great time doing this episode. Guys, get ready to learn a lot about what it means to be a world changer on your campus. Love you guys. Okay, so I am here with my good friend, my bro, Zach 
Davey, Zach, thank you for being on the podcast, man. It is such an honor to be here. You know, I'm such a podcast nerd, and so <laughs> the fact that one of my best friends has one now, it's an honor. <clears throat> Zach and Rachel and myself are here at our house, um, and we are uh, in the wake of a youth rally last night, um, our reset youth rally. It was incredible. Brother Landon Gore preached the house down. Um, Zach and I were talking about all the quotable moments last night. But if you notice my voice is half gone, it's because I sang my voice out and stayed up till 3 o'clock in the morning. And we actually had a Dr. Seuss rap battle that actually happened. I might post a little bit about that on our music page. You're welcome. (laughs) Uh, So that's why we sound a little bit tired. Um, But Zach is the... CMI, Campus Ministry International Director for the State of Georgia, under the umbrella of the United Pentecostal Church. He also works on the national team. So, Zach, our listeners might not understand or be familiar with the term campus ministry, uh, and I know you're so involved with this, and this is your heartbeat. Can you tell us a little bit about what it means to be a CMI chapter? Of course. So... A lot of people don't know this or realize this, but there are 20, over 22 million college students wow. in the United States. And just to kind of give you some perspective, that's the populations of Haiti and the Dominican Republic combined, the oh whole goodness. island of Hispaniola. That is, wow. that is just, and so Campus Ministry International is all about meeting that need uh, because there are so many students that are trying to, you know, they're trying to find their own truth. Um, in Brother Joe Campatella's book, uh, Your Campus Revival, he talks mm-hmm. about how there, being a college student is very similar to being in kindergarten again. You know, you're, you're taking big steps that separate you from your comfort zones. You're being separated from your parents, everything that you know. And so there's this vulnerab- vulnerability when you are a college student. And so what better time to reach out to somebody than when they're trying to find their own truth? Because there's so many right. different pathways that they could take. There's, you know, professors that are just outwardly supporting agnosticism and and, mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. all these modern That's views true. to try and, and taint their views of, of you know, of, of society and, and just the way that they should approach things. And so um, campus ministry um, builds that bridge between the local churches wow. and, and the universities. Um, and, you know, when I used to explain campus ministry, I used to just call it starting a Bible study. Mm-hmm. But it is so much more than that. It is it's basically a home missions church. Yeah. You know, wow, it's, that's a cool way it, to look at it. It meets a need where, you know, they're being exposed to worship. They're, people are being exposed to biblical teaching, right. um, bold preaching sometimes, um, prayer and altar calls just right there on campus. And so it's more than just a Bible study. It's an experience. Wow. That's amazing, man. Uh, and for, I know a lot of our listeners probably know you, Zach, but for you guys out there that, that don't know Zach... Zach is a world changer, and when he when he walks on campus, uh, something changes there, and I think that is how it should be for all of us. So Zach, uh, any and Zach has helped us with lots of events. We've worked together. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but um, but I, I love it that when you walk onto a campus, um, that something changes in the atmosphere because of the Holy Ghost inside of you. So I love that. But so, so campus ministry. Okay. So I know we're going to be talking about this uh, a lot, this episode and fun fact about campus ministry is actually very dear to Rachel and I's hearts because (laughs) that's actually how we got to know each other. Um, (laughs) She served as the CMI coordinator um, for Georgia before you took the reins and uh, you guys are like, and Rachel was the same way as Zach. She was, she was, and is a world changer. When she went on to Gordon campus, that campus changed. Uh, and so, actually, Rachel, why don't you tell us a little bit about that story of how we got to know each other through campus ministry? Oh, okay. <clears throat> so, my story of campus ministry started when I was a senior in high school and I felt called to my campus Um, at the time there wasn't a lot 
of CMI chapters. I mean, it has exploded just over the last few years. It's gone from just a few campus ministry directors getting together to how many did y'all have an awakening this year? We had over 400. Over 400. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, but I didn't even know there was a CMI at the time. And, but I felt the Lord tell me that I needed to go to Gordon College at the time. Um, it's now Gordon State College. Um, and I didn't know at the time that it was because I was going to meet my husband. Hallelujah. I really thought that it was because the Lord wanted me to win souls. It was. It was. Um, I had a lot of fun um, on campus, but it took a couple of years um, to really get that established. And once we got our Bible studies established, I felt like we were missing something. And I felt like it was music um, to kind of take us into a, a place of worship before we really dug into the word and I started praying that the Lord would send us a guitar player <laughs> and um, the guitar. summer <laughs> the summer after I started praying that Nathan came up to me um, at, after a church service that we were both involved in and he said I've heard that you um, you have a campus ministry I'm at Gordon, and I am not that far from Gordon, and I play guitar. I've been involved in campus mm. ministry before, and that in actually California. was was true. That was not just a, <laughs> like someone. I actually had been involved in campus ministry and really did love it. But the fact that this beautiful woman that I wanted to marry was in charge of it now really, uh, really brought it to my attention yeah. again. So he said, here's my number if you decide that you want a oh, guitar snap. player. He was smooth. But anyway. I did. I so, guys. Um, that's just a little bit of our campus ministry history. I just gave her my number. <laughs> I didn't ask for hers. And what that did for me was it put the ball in her court and said, if she ever wants to reach out to me, she can. But now I'm not that freak that's like asking yeah. for her number kind of thing. But it's funny, <laughs> so. the connections I have to <clears throat> campus ministry. Zach and I go back before campus ministry. Way back. I mean, um, <coughs> I'm sorry, um, like nine, ten years old Bible quizzing. <laughs> that's how far we go back. But wow, that's crazy. Um, I had a lot of connections because of campus ministry. And for me, it was um, one girl that I taught a Bible study to, and she is so sold out to God um, because of campus ministry. And God used that to to reach her. But she was standing there when Nathan came and talked to me, and she was staring at him like, what do you think you're doing? <laughs> and she knew his game before I did. <laughs> that look she gave me, though. I felt it in my <laughs> but soul. But she was the maid of honor in our wedding, so <clears> she approved. <laughs> and she, she was one to the Lord. Through yeah. campus ministry, by the way. So, um, so Zach, you started a very successful campus ministry at UGA called The Field. And I believe that burden was born in AYC. Uh, tell us a little bit about that and what led you to start The Field. Yeah, so, and I'll try to get through this without getting emotional. I usually get emotional. Tears are allowed on this podcast. It's a podcast, so you can't see me cry. Yeah, you could even ugly cry. (laughs) (laughs) But um, kind of just for a little bit of background before NAYC, as Rachel said, we've we've known each other for forever. And so she heard I was going to the University of Georgia. (laughs) And pretty much as soon as she saw on social media that I was going to be a dog, she was like, hey, Zach, (laughs) you've seen what I've been doing at Gordon, right? (laughs) And so, and so I didn't, so I didn't really know what CMI was either, but, um, and, and, you know, I, I humored her. I was just like, okay, like, yeah, that would be cool. Sure that, that would be awesome. I'd love to check that out. And, and, you know, I did, honestly, I did. I was, um, you know, there were, I was playing a lot of intramural sports, so I was teaching, you know, just Bible studies whenever I could, um, you know, in the dining halls or in the lobby of my dorm, uh, just really informal and, um. And, and, you know, it was, you know, I was, I had a burden um, for, for souls still. I, I, I felt called to ministry since I was 13. And so I, I saw the opportunity in it, but I never took it seriously just because I was trying to be so focused on academics. But, and so I started school in fall of 2012 
And then fast forward to NAYC 2013, mm-hmm. and um, we were in the service where Brother Court Chavis preached on mm-hmm. the divine balance between the fork and the field. And so during that message, I was really enjoying the message, um, you know, just just for the fact that I was at NAYC and and I was just in this stadium, and and you know I was getting hype, and I was like, this is, I was like, yes, I was preaching with Brother Chavis, I was getting excited, he was dropping little hints about how we need more men involved in missions. He was talking about statistics with Apostolic Youth Corps, you know, not enough uh, young men going to hear the call. And I was like, yeah, I've been on two AYC trips already. Uh, I'm in that, you know, that little percent. And, um, and so, you know, I was, you know, I was preaching with him, going through this message, and then altar call came, and, and I was, you know, I was helping pray with other students from my church. Um, and then it was just kind of that moment where if you guys have been at NAYC, you know, you, mm-hmm. you're seated, you're just kind of in this seat, you just hear people speaking in tongues all around you. It's just, wow. it's, it just, the sound just kind of wraps around you like a blanket. And, mm-hmm. and I was just sitting there just in, enjoying the moment for myself. <clears throat> and then, um, I had never felt the Lord speak directly to me before, mm-hmm. but all of a sudden, <coughs> all of that overwhelming sound around me was just gone. And in that moment, Lord spoke to me, I've called you to missions. And my first reaction was, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. I'm like, Lord, I'm I'm in school right now. Come on. And and I'm so disappointed in myself now that I look back at it that I was just so, my first reaction was, this is so inconvenient. (laughs) Wow, yeah, it's the human side of us. Yeah, Yeah. and, and so, but then just a millisecond after I had that thought, I was... Um, I, I call it a, a vision. I was no longer in the stadium. I was back on campus, but you could not see the ground. Like there were just students. There was just this sea of students all around me, 360, and I saw them, <clears throat> and I felt this overwhelming pressure just sit right on my chest, and I could feel uh, the Lord speak to me and say, "None of these students know who I am." Wow. And, and it was, I've called you to campus missions. Mm-hmm. And I always thought that was so unique because it wasn't just, sure. I've called you to start a Bible study that'll have two or three people until you graduate. Like this is a call to missions and I melted. Like I was a mess. Like I was just crying and, um, and, and I had people coming up to me afterwards, just giving me confirmation on what I heard, you know, people coming, you know, whatever you heard Amazing. in that moment. That was not just wishful thinking on your part. That wasn't you getting caught up in the emotion of NAYC. This is a calling specifically for you, which just made me cry and blubber even more. But mm. so, so then just a matter of a week and a half later, I took that back on the campus with me and, and I just felt called to start the field. And, and the Lord just started to put everything into place. I, I, met, I met, got connected with Samuel Vaughn, um, who is now the ALJC. Uh, CMI director mm. and um, and and just everything started to fall into place to where I no longer felt like I was by myself with this mission right and and the Lord just took it and grew it to where it is today and I, I think that's one thing that's really shifted in campus ministry is that you no longer feel as alone as you used to because there yeah, is this that's true. like elite group of oh, apostolic yeah. and they really yeah. are elite like there's not, there's not as many as there should be, but there is this elite group of campus ministries, campus chapters, um, and leadership. Um, yes. Caleb Saucer is killing it, and the the national team is killing it. Um, and we've been to Rachel and I visited the field I think three times as guest speakers, and it is always incredibly powerful when we go. Rachel um, was actually our very first <clears throat> guest speaker that we had. Um, and I remember the object lesson yeah, we did with yeah, the straws. Yeah, let's not talk about that. Oh, that come on. It, it was so <laughs> good, though. It was good. Just leave that <clears throat> out. It was good. No. I mean, it was memorable I, because I, I it was a fail. I don't want to hear fail. about that. <laughs> no, it was a flop. <laughs> oh, man, and, that's amazing. But it was memorable because it, yeah. I mean, that was, what, five years ago? I still remember that. Um, yeah, yeah, that's right. Five years ago. It was almost five years ago. So. That's right. So um, tell us a little bit about what you do on the national team. Yeah. So on the national team, I serve as the uh, the social media director. 
And so, which, which honestly, it, it's, it's working all the time, but it's the kind of work where it really doesn't feel like work because mm-hmm. I just get to collect testimonies and photos and videos from the amazing things. Like you said, the campus ministry, it, it's, like this, it's like this family of just, you know, anointed and passionate people. And so to get to see what other students are doing um, and just getting to post about that and, and, and not only that, but also help share resources that can just empower them and encourage them. I, I love it. And so, um, you know, Caleb, he likes, he likes to say that it's a thankless position, but I mean, honestly, I, I just, I don't even think of it that way because mm-hmm. I just see it as an honor to get to share and show our apostolic movement that there are still young people that are ready to change the world. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I get to help with that. I get to help with, um, with the awakening conferences and, um, and we get to meet I like to call them summits. We'll meet up in St. Louis, and and um, Caleb will cast his vision for the for the upcoming year, and and um, we just brainstorm about how right. we can, you know, how we can make campus ministry easier, because uh, you know there are some there are some of us like Rachel and myself, and a lot of the guys on the national team that are CMI veterans, and a lot of the stuff that we did we had to teach ourselves mm-hmm. along the way, and so what better way to better this movement? than to take all those things that we had to learn along the way and yeah. just give it to students when they're seniors in high school, when they're freshmen. You know, that way they don't have to go through that season of preparation like we did. Yeah. They can just hit the ground running and, and see things happen. And so right. um, I'm honored to get to know all of those guys and to work with them. Um, and, and so I, I could just talk for the whole podcast just about those guys. But, yeah. you know, we've been cranking out curriculum and and resources, and uh, we just came out with um, with a ministry uh, campus ministry training series on Ministry Central, free for anybody that wants to learn about that. And wow. uh, we each of us filmed a video for that training. Um, so it's just I need to go watch that. Yeah, it's awesome. it's phenomenal. And and what's Is that on awesome? the website? Yeah, ministrycentral.com, um, <clears throat> and you can just sign up for free if you don't already have an account. Um, you know, if you've been trying to, if you've, if you're a licensed minister, you're most likely already <laughs> signed up. Uh, but, but yeah, you just start it for free and, and there, and what's awesome is that there are all kinds of videos about, I mean, you can apply it to other as, other parts of ministry, just like campus ministry. And so that's, that's what we're wanting and to do. I love Caleb. Like Caleb is just like an incredible guy. He is an administrator <laughs> extraordinaire. He is. <laughs> we got to see him at General Conference and connect, and uh, he was freaking out because we did great and mighty at General Conference this year, and he was freaking out because we did that at Awakening. What, like four years, three years ago at UGA? And so at UGA. he was That's like, a story about itself. "I can't believe that went from Awakening to General Con." You know what I mean? So he was Before freaking out. It was out. the debut of that song. Man. It was. Yeah. It was. It was kind of the the debut of that. Yeah. And I, I want to talk about that in a second. But this is a good segue here. Let's talk about what happens. And this is something I've been really excited to hit on in this podcast. Let's talk about what happens when music is integrated into your campus ministry because something powerful happens. And I know Mike McKirk likes to talk about this when you take worship on site. Yes. There's something when not just a Bible study, but there is actually worship on campus. Um, Let's talk about what happens in your campus ministry when you begin to integrate that. Have you seen that happen in your campus ministry? Oh, yeah. I mean, as I was saying earlier, there are so many truths that students could chase after, learn more about, read about, hear lectures about. And so obviously the goal of campus ministry is to project that truth as much as possible. Right. And something that I've learned is that, and Paul talks about this in Ephesians 5, um, where he's talking about walking in wisdom, talking about walking in that truth. Mm. And in Ephesians 5 and and verse 19, he talks about (coughs) the importance of speaking to one another through psalms, through mm. hymns, spiritual songs. And, and I, th- I find it so interesting that here's Paul talking about sharing wisdom with people. And that's the way that he says, he mentions that through music. Mm. And so what I've seen happen 
because the effectiveness of music on campus ministry is twofold. The first is that it just breaks your comfort zone. Right. Yeah. You know, there's, I mean, what, <laughs> I, what I've found is that students, um, you know, they'll, it'll, I, I don't want to say easy to undermine the effectiveness of it, but, you know, it can be easier to just stick out your arm and hand somebody a card. It can mm-hmm. be easier to talk about something that you're passionate about, but there's just something about getting up in front of people in a lecture hall or in a classroom or outside where people are walking by going to classes. Yeah. When you pull out an acoustic guitar mm. or if you just start singing, come on, somebody, there you know is, I like acoustic. <laughs> there is something. There's just something that breaks, and and I think it's that it's those it's a spirit of fear and a spirit of intimidation that that will come against us. And once you break that threshold, like that's that's truly when God can move, yeah. and and it is, and you can see it because because I, I know at least at the University of Georgia, while I was there, there were sixty two other campus ministries besides wow. ours. Whoa! And so the one thing that I mean, there are multiple things that could set us apart, but the biggest thing just from people passing by would be hearing worship. And so that's the first way is just breaking that comfort zone because that's apostolic worship. There's nothing like it. Right. Absolutely nothing like it. And, and people, somebody could be as far away from God as you think they could possibly be. And they hear somebody just getting over their fear and singing on a campus without a care in the world. That's, that speaks more than conking somebody over the head with, with doctrine. You know, that's right. just, that'll really rope them in. But the second thing is just, you know, it's it's sharing that truth. There's power in not just making the music, but there's power in the lyrics. There's power mm-hmm. in the anointing behind the music. And so yeah. you can sing. That's why I love that there are so many apostolic artists like you guys now. There are so many, there are so many songs that just, it's not just a feel-good song. There's message behind it. Yeah. I mean, even Great and Mighty. Like one of the biggest questions, I mean, there are, there are lecture classes in colleges talking about who God is, you know, and when there are songs that say, for you are great and mighty, you sit upon the throne, like, mm-hmm. you know, there are songs about oneness now that we can sing. There are yeah. songs about the identity of Christ. And right. when you're able to share the truth through that, there are sometimes where people have these preconceived notions of, of apostolics, of Christians in general, but, you know, they, they have that doubt already in the back of their mind. Like these people are, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're, you know, they think that they're better than us. You know, they have all these preconceived notions, Mm -hmm. but, um, there's just something about hearing it through a song where it's not out of defensiveness, where it's not out of, uh, the spirit of debate, you know, when they just hear music on its own, that can speak to somebody and really open the door for you to okay. then say, if you like what you're feeling right now, if you like what you're experiencing, what you see people around you experiencing, let me tell you more. Yeah. And so it just opens the window for that truth. That's so good. I have kind of a, <laughs> just to bring it back to the humbling side of campus ministry. Oh man. I have a funny, funny story about music on site. So Rachel and I, Oh weren't even dating. We weren't even dating yet. I was, I was just coming as a guest to her campus ministry, and, um, and so I hadn't asked her out yet or anything. I feel like I have and a so, lot of embarrassing moments when it so, comes to campus ministry. I remember. I'm I like, too. You know, of course, I'm there for Jesus first of all to worship and and to you know sing my song to Him, but I'm also. You know, in my mind, I'm thinking, I really hope she likes this. Like, I hope, <laughs> I hope she's digging this, you know? And so <clears throat> I'm playing Blessed Be Your Name, but it's like in this acoustic on-site version. And um, it was so cool because there was this balcony above us and a crowd gathered on the balcony and there was a crowd on the first floor as well. So it was just like this double-decker crowd of students that they they weren't worshiping they were just kind of standing there and watching but they were standing like like you could tell God was working on so I see Rachel coming up to me and I'm like and I just finished the song and I'm like 
she's coming to tell me how good I did. I can tell. I feel <laughs> oh, it. I feel it right oh, now. Like she's she's coming to impart to me that the music is changing everything. You know, it's all and this it stuff. Did. All this okay. stuff's going through my mind. So she comes up. She puts her hand on my shoulder, and she and she says. You're gonna have to sing a little bit more quiet. <laughs> no, no, explain. Oh. Explain. And so there were uh, <clears throat> there were classes going on, and so she was worried and that I we were gonna get kicked out. I didn't have permission to be in that area. Ooh. That's so the only reason I did that because it was such a humbling. Hold on, moment. now I've got to explain myself because oh, man. I don't want anybody yeah. thinking. Well, maybe there was now. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Deep down inside, maybe there was a little bit of fear, like intimidation. But my greatest fear was getting kicked out of a location. Because at that time, our campus ministry wasn't an approved chapter by the school. It was an underground so church. So <laughs> it was. It kind of was. I mean, it. so like if we met in a certain place... It, it was first come, first serve, but there, if there was like a meeting there or something, they could have asked us to leave and we would have had to. We wouldn't have had permission to have been there. And we were in the coffee shop area, but it was right underneath a, a study, like a student center where tutoring was going on that, you know, people are taking extra time for. <laughs> and so they very well could have come and asked me to leave. And I didn't want that to happen because it was amazing and it was drawing a crowd. And uh, now God showed us favor the whole time. I mean, there was one time that we did almost get, we were almost asked to leave because there was a huge, some kind of conference going on that the president of our college was hosting. Mm. And they didn't have enough seats in this particular room they were using and they wanted all of our chairs in the room that we were using um and we were going to have we were getting ready do you remember that were Mm -hmm. you there yeah you were um and we were going to have to find another room and then uh the vice president himself came to me and said you know what Whatever y'all are doing, just keep doing. We're going to figure something else out. There was a lot of favor, but I still had this underlying fear constantly that someone was going to kick us out of somewhere. Mm -hmm. And that was my own flesh, you know, just being me, my insecurities. And, you know, I wanted it to be a positive influence on the campus. So that's my long spill to explain why (laughs) I asked Nathan to... Just because you he, know he if you did an episode so with me and Zach, you're gonna get picked on. At That's some true. Point. That's true. <laughs> but, you're outnumbered. I was invited. Uh, this would actually be a, a good time to, to ask this question, Zach. Uh, so, I've asked this question to every person that I've okay. interviewed, and nobody hates me for it yet. Um, but what is the most embarrassing thing? That's ever happened to you on stage or on a platform, whether it was campus ministry or hyphen or youth ministry, whatever it is. What's the most embarrassing? I have one in my mind right now (laughs) that you're probably thinking of, but what's your most embarrassing moment on stage? Well, I want to share the one that you're talking about. (laughs) Oh, no. Just because Rachel's outnumbered. story. All right. I have two. I have have this one. I'll share a campus ministry. I'll keep it brief. So Rachel... So graciously asked me to help with a CMI promo at youth camp. Oh Georgia my District goodness! Youth camp. And so <laughs> I was, I was so excited. It I was my very man. first time sharing about. I feel like ministry. y'all set me up. <laughs> and and honestly, like you and I could have tag team preached. Like we were, we oh, were yeah. on it. We yeah. were on it. Like you did just a, a promo. You're talking about the importance of campus ministry, and then I got up there and I tried to, you know. 19 year old Zach wanted to sneak a preach and so I, yeah. I got all fired up about campus ministry well you can't and... talk about campus ministry really without getting fired up that's that is true that's true and so I was I was just so pumped I was talking about campus ministry and everybody you know people were standing and it was just it was great I turn around and I go to give Rachel this <laughs> high five you know just one campus minister to another like we so did it we have funny. shared the burden of campus ministry <laughs> And she didn't see my hand. Well, you're like seven foot tall. 
so here I am looking like a cross between Sasquatch and the Statue of Liberty, just standing there with my hand oh up my in the air. Oh my goodness. And I was, I decided to hold it. I was like, okay, I'll give her, you know, I'll give her a chance to see me. Still didn't see me. I look over at Nathan and he is dying. No, we're all dying this was the funniest thing I had ever okay, seen. Well, and we let's had like this telepathic, we had like this telepathic... <laughs> It, it, Jack he was, was just standing like, there yeah. with his hand in the air <laughs> and, and this look of disappointment <laughs> on his face and he looks at me and he's just like I can't believe she just did that to me man <laughs> and Nathan just gives me this look like I'd give you the high five it's okay. if I Everyone could I'm here for you laughing. and I was we were singing on the praise team <laughs> uh, yeah so Zach, we were already myself, on the platform Nathan and I um you actually went first, and I went second. It was follow-up. That's okay. because um, when I was finished, you were trying to give me a high-five. Oh, high. yeah. And so y'all were laughing, and I thought I had said something that I, that embarrassed <laughs> and myself. And that made me feel horrible because I could tell she, was she did not know what was going on. And I she had thought, no idea. She thought we were laughing at her. I really did. I and, thought y'all were and laughing. And I didn't at me. figure that out until later. And I was like, oh no. And then, of course, I explained to her that night, it, actually during the preaching, I was like, listen, no, it, you left Zach yeah. hanging on a high five <laughs> I mean, in front podcast. of like 300 yeah. people. And they were all just like, Zach was just like the look of disappointment. Yeah. And I think, if I remember right, there was a little chuckle from the audience too. Oh yeah. So she was just like the audience I really is chuckling. I had the said something. Praise team horrible. is chuckling. So I felt horrible about that. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's I was one like, of my favorite stories on the planet. It, no, thanks, because I was like in tears the rest of the service until Nathan <laughs> cleared it up for me afterwards. I mean, I was truly oh, just man. mortified no, at what it, happened. I explained it right when we went off the platform. I explained it because I didn't want her to go through the preaching thinking that people were laughing at her. Didn't want to keep her from getting her blessing. Absolutely. Everyone's going to think I have this like intense fear of rejection. I have grown up a little bit. This podcast is Thank really Thank God growing. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God I haven't matured at all because yeah. I still was. <laughs> Zach has never let me live that down. Now, anytime we go to a youth event and... You know, whoever's emceeing or something will say, give your neighbor a high five. Zach just doesn't even I bother anymore. He just laughs at me. I he exclusively fist bump now. I'm just, I'm just terrified. <laughs> mm. yeah, well. So what's your campus ministry story? Oh, okay, so there was one time where we were doing a prayer walk. And and I thought, you know, in the vein of music shifting the atmosphere. Like, you know what? I'm gonna, I've been teaching myself guitar. I'm going to have some music for us while we do our prayer walk. And so for, for, for you listeners, I wasn't just walking and playing. Like I, we, were, we were praying over a specific sector of the campus. And so I was stationary, just playing. And um, at that point, I didn't have an iPad. And so I had handwritten all of my guitar tabs <laughs> in my little notebook. And, and so I was just sitting there trying to play the best I could. The strings were buzzing. I was, but you know, I was just trying to sing and play and, and worship. And I had this student come up, had no idea who he was, still don't know who he was. He came over and sat next to me, like right where I was sitting and playing. And, and I didn't stop. I, I, I kind of was like looking at him and, and he was just kind of sitting there with his head down. And I was like, okay, like this is, a, this is an awesome moment. And so I'm playing and then the wind starts to blow and the wind blows and turns my pages from my guitar tabs to my finance notes. Oh no. <laughs> my notebook. And so I'm just, I'm out, I'm like I'm, I'm, I'm out there just with nothing. And so I'm just trying to play these same chords over and over again. And then I mess one up and my, and just my fingers, you're a guitar player, you know, my fingers didn't land on the strings just right. right. And I clanged. <laughs> Like, there's no other word for it. Like, it was just... There was a clang. And this guy, he had his head down. He hadn't said a word the entire time. But he's just sitting there. He goes, ooh. (laughs) 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 Ooh. Like, ooh. (laughs) That's amazing. And it just... uh, And and I just kept playing through. And, then you know, I just kept playing the four same four chords over and over again. Trying to think of as many songs as I could in that key. <laughs> it was just, so it was a mess. I forgot the words to How He Loves one time in a service. And oh, it was my bad. goodness. 
So like how he likes. <laughs> no, I was, I was, and, and I had chosen that song because I felt so good about it. I was like, mm-hmm. I know the lyrics. I can just focus on playing and I'll, and I'll be good. And I went, he is jealous of me. <laughs> and then at that point I was like jealous. And then in my mind, I'm like jealous of me, jealous. <laughs> and then I just forgot the rest of the verse. And so I did the classic. <laughs> I love it. We've all been there. And it's then, like I, and then I just style. and I had struggled so much. I said, "Let's just lift our hands." <laughs> <laughs> the, the praise team for reset uh, last night was teasing me. Zach sang on the praise team uh, because of the the one of the songs we did was "Open Up the Heavens." And I had sang that at general conference last year. <laughs> and the whole second verse, I like forgot all the lyrics at general conference. <laughs> so on the video, you can see me just like lifting my hands to heaven, just like worshiping. Yeah. Uh, so we've all been there, bro. I've been on the general conference stage and done yeah. that. Everyone laughed even more last <clears throat> night because everyone forgot the words themselves. Yes, <laughs> yes. On the second verse. <laughs> Oh, the second verse? Yeah. yeah. If it wasn't for the screen in the back, we all would have <laughs> Yeah. Been. One of my favorite uh, campus ministry moments that I wanted to hit on um, is from CMI Awakening. It was here in Georgia that year. That was a very life-changing week for me. And I think it was for a lot of people. Um, and I actually did the music that year. I was really honored to do it. Rachel was one of the speakers that year and um it was just crazy what was happening but i'll never forget we had this incredible worship service on friday night it was awesome amazing but then what really shocked me was saturday morning um they had decided that we were going to meet in a different room for that service and it was going to be just an acoustic set so it was going to be just me and worship and I, how many do you think were there that year Zach was it like uh, 200 maybe it was it was around by the end, <clears throat> by that saturday it was around 175 180 okay. somewhere in there so you've got about 180 which is a great group of people and so um started worshiping and i'm telling you i don't know if i've ever felt the holy ghost sweep in like it did that morning Brother Joe Campatella was about to preach that morning, and he had asked me to do Break Every Chain. He had asked me to do that. And so we did uh, We did that. I did a, a medley that I like to do of Holy Spirit, um, and then I go into Break Every Chain. And when I went into that, there's power in the name of Jesus. It was just acoustic guitar, vocals. I think I did Great and Mighty that morning. It was a great set. Um... I'm telling you, something broke in there. And I'm telling you, I will never forget it as long as I live. That 180-person crowd literally sounded like, and I'm not, I don't know if it was something heavenly I was hearing or if it was something that was here on earth. I don't know what it was. But um, to me, it literally sounded like 10,000 people just crying out to God. You could hear it reverberating through the hallways. I wouldn't be surprised if the whole campus heard that. It it seemed like it was something heavenly. Like I was actually hearing like heaven rejoice. And I've never heard a hundred, less than 200 people sound like uh, an arena of people just crying out to God. It was one of the most incredible experiences I've ever had. People have asked me uh, in interviews and different things, what's the most powerful moment of worship you've ever experienced? And I always tell them it was Saturday morning at CMI Awakening. It was just an acoustic guitar. And that experience was second to none. And then when Joe Campatella preached, oh my goodness, that morning was crazy. But Zach, you worked a lot that year uh, to make that awakening happen at UGA. Um, why don't you give our listeners the website and the info for what awakening is and how they can go? Cause they need this event. Like sure. if you're involved in campus ministry, you've got to be a part of this event. Tell us about it. Of course. Well, well definitely what we 
you know, just kind of a shameless plug, plug. follow us on all of our social media platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook, it's Campus Ministry International. Uh, for Instagram, it's Campus Min International. It's kind of abbreviation, Campus, M-I-N-I-N-T-L. Twitter's the same. Uh, we post all of our announcements on there. Um, links to the Eventbrite page whenever we start registration for Awakening. Um, but for more information, you can go to our CMI website, campusnow.org. Um, and then uh, there's a tab um, that you can go to um, for Awakening on the website. Um, and we'll have, um, obviously, we just had an Awakening conference January 3rd through the 5th, so we don't have the updated information yet. Uh, but we have announced that Awakening for 2020, can't believe we're going to be up in 2020, so, but we are going to be at the University of Illinois. Wow. So a little bit more of a central location. You heard it here, folks, on the Noteworthy Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Um, you have no idea how badly I wanted to say that. Um, I almost, I almost let out some spoilers a few times over the last few months, but University of Illinois, um, Urbana-Champaign, um, and it is, it is going to be amazing. Uh, we are expecting, um, like I said, we had close to 500 students at this past awakening. We're, we're expecting just for this to continue to have exponential growth. And so if you're following our social media, you can see when we're going to open registration, um, as the social media director, I, I kind of release teasers for who our speakers are going to be. Um, it's, it's just going to be awesome. So the website, see my website and our social media. Gotcha. I'm excited about that. I want to go again, but <laughs> I, I just need to find a, a way to go. Your CMI alumni. <laughs> involved in campus ministry. It is so life changing that you always feel connected to it. If oh, yeah. you're truly involved and then like we've mentioned a couple of times today it's like a family everyone that um, I was able to be connected with um, during my time in campus ministry I'm still connected to and I still feel a special connection to those particular people because it's this isn't just Bible studies it's a it Campus Ministry International has become a, a movement all by itself. Because even as you're talking about awakening and, you know, all these people that are coming, I, my mind goes back to um, my parents telling me to contact Scott and Amy Patterson yeah. being connected to CMI. And I went to St. Louis all by myself. And there was maybe 30 people in a conference room. Yeah, I mean... That's what CMI Awakening was before it was Awakening. Just a few people. And to see this conference, it's just incredible. It's just I'm absolutely blown away when I think about it. And you you want to be there. Yeah. I mean, it. If you feel like you're missing out if you're not there. I yeah. mean, Zach, you're at all of them. <laughs> so if there comes a day where you have to miss one, I can... I can tell everybody right now that it's going to like feel like oh, yeah. you're missing one of the most important days of your life. Like that's how connected you become and you truly bond yeah. with everyone involved. I mean, my goodness, we, we went to awakening at, at UGA. I don't think I was on campus anymore. That was, I you had just finished up. Yeah. 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 And you know, it was. It felt good to still have some kind of connection there because yeah. I wasn't on my campus anymore. But man, that's just incredible. So, <clears throat> I've got a very deep question for you, Zach. All right. And I want you to really ponder it. I want you to really dig down deep on this one. Okay. All right. Would you rather be chased by a horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized? Horses. <laughs> hmm. This is this is a deep question. We're pondering the deep things now. A horse-sized duck, or a hundred duck-sized horses. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I would. <laughs> <laughs> no. You know, <laughs> like no, you don't know. So I think I would take my chances with the hundred duck-sized horses. Doesn't because... that sound like the most adorable experience? Like. <laughs> 
in your life. It's kind of like that viral video where they have the intense music swelling and then you just see this <laughs> army of puppies run around the corner. Yes, yes, yeah. I just kind of see this as like a like a like a business opportunity. <laughs> like I just see like you just wrangle these horses, you know, you you know, you have like the Aaron Copeland hoedown music going <laughs> I mean, on behind you and you like I think about just... the whole uh, financial side of this. I mean, you could sell duck size horses like little doggies uh, at Target in the parking lot. Like, I mean, can you imagine the infomercials? Like, has your daughter been asking for a pony for as long as you can remember? <laughs> but can't Here is fit a it in your house. <laughs> you Here is a cost efficient option. If I would ever have pets with Judah, and I think I could have a duck sized pony. <laughs> can you imagine that Shark Tank pitch? <laughs> Hello, sharks. I've got a tiny horse here. <laughs> Why is he Australian? <laughs> I don't know. Obviously, oh, they're sharks. bred in Australia, duh. G'day, sharks. I got some horses for you. I'm going to do the two of you two uh, Shark Tank just for my Okay, Zach and I are going on Shark Tank. We're going to pitch um, a new idea about podcast. And we're going to work on that. So uh, be tuning in, guys, because you're probably going to see me and Zach on Shark Tank <laughs> oh, yeah. at some point. And... <clears throat> If we're speaking an Australian accent, we can't really explain why. It's just <laughs> it's just happening. Now, Zach's Australian accent is way better than mine, so I don't know if I would do it. I might go we'll like... We'll say that you've been in the industry here in the U.S. for so long. <laughs> yes. That your accent has started to I go took away. on the, the industry, yeah. yeah. And I don't really know what I talk like because I'm from so many places. I don't sound like I'm from the South. I don't sound like I'm from the North. I'm like, I'm from Chicago. So I kind of have this weird morph of it all It is rather really, ambiguous. Both of y'all are really from Illinois. Yeah. Which is strange. That's crazy. Somebody I always forget about that. There's an Illinois anointing in this place. That's where <laughs> your accents are both coming from, honestly. <laughs> Zach, I, I want to leave you with this question. Uh, okay. Because uh, I know we're running out of time here. But I want, I want to read a scripture to just get our mind in the right place. Mark 16, 15. And he said unto them, go, in, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. And in my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So what I'm, the, the statement I want to make out of this is evangelism is not a request. It's a commandment in scripture. And so what, what better example than campus ministry right. to, to say, really, if you really get into the word of God and you look at the words of Jesus Reaching our campus is not a request. It's not something he's asking us to do. It's something he's commanded us to do. So to really live for him, we have to reach out to them because we were lost too. And somebody reached out to us and that's why we can reach out to them. My brother Ryan uh, made a really good statement the other day when he was preaching. He said, the church... Uh, is supposed to reach three ways. We're supposed to reach up to God, reach into the church, and reach out to the world. And so when we reach up to him, we're connected through prayer. When we reach in, we're loving the saints because we have to love the saints and keep the saints for them to stay in church and and grow and disciple. And uh, I know Brother Gleason is big on discipleship and talked about that at Awakening this year. Uh, But then the same commandment is to reach out to the world, to really be the church, you've got to be reaching out. So as our campus ministry director for Georgia and on the national team, could you leave us with some encouragement and information on, number one, how can we start an actual uh, chapter on our campus for those listening right now? I think we do have a lot of students that listen to this. Mm -hmm. How can they do that? And then what's, what's, an evangelism strategy that you use that's easy and really anybody could do it, but they just need to apply themselves to it. Leave us with that. Definitely. 
So I won't, you know, with campus ministry and Rachel knows too, we could go, we, we could just, we could make a series on the podcast and yeah, just talk about all absolutely. of those strategies. But I'll leave you guys with five <clears throat> things to, to help you jumpstart your campus ministry. And the first thing before all else is to talk to your pastor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not only for the sake of accountability, uh, being submitted to his authority so that you're working under him, uh, but also to have somebody in your corner praying for you. Have right. somebody praying and fasting for you because, you know, not to not to sound like a Debbie Downer, but the enemy's going to come against you when you start trying to take dominion on a college campus where the enemy has had that territory for so long. Right, there's going to be pushback, and so if you're trying to do that on your own, then I hate to say it, but you're already starting a few steps farther back than you could have been if you had the support of your pastor. Right. So talk with your pastor. Be be completely honest. Um, give your vision and your mission to him, and he can help equip you. That's good. Um, he can help point you in the right direction, and he can keep you accountable. So right. always talk with your pastor first. And then the second thing is to just kind of do some recon on your campus. Um, a lot of times people rush into starting Bible studies, starting a CMI chapter, um, without even fully knowing their campus well. Get to know the demographics, mm. get to know uh, when there are popular events going on so that you don't schedule your CMI services while there's something going on. Right. Like just for example, UGA, uh, something that we learned is that there's heavy, heavy presence of Greek life. And so we learned that we couldn't do things on Mondays because there were, um, there were sorority and fraternity meetings happening on Mondays. Mm. And there were formals that would happen on Thursdays um, sometimes. And, you know, you just have to, you, you, you want to gauge your campus. You want to look at when events are. Uh, you obviously don't want to try and have a, a revival service while people are tailgating for a football game. Sure. <laughs> you just, you want to get to know your campus. Um, think of your campus as a mission field. Um, and then just strategize. Look at the best places where you could hold the services, the best buildings, um, you, you know, just recon, just just scope out your campus. So that's the second thing. And then the third thing would be after checking out your campus, to try to decide whether you want to take an unstructured or a structured approach. And what I mean by that is with the unstructured approach, and that's normally where every CMI chapter starts. Um, another way you could look at another name for it would be the personal evangelism approach. And this is especially useful for students like, like Rachel and I were probably at first where we were the only ones, um, that were just, you know, we were all by ourselves. Like you can't have a team of people if it's just you. And so personal evangelism approach, you just, you teach Bible studies to people that are in your classes. Uh, people that you, you know, for myself, you know, if you're involved in extracurriculars, if there are guys on your softball team that start asking questions about, you know, why you pray for your food before you start eating, right. you know, take those opportunities, talk with them, um, be bold. Um, you know, you can, and what's awesome about the personal evangelism approach is that you can have services anywhere. You can have Bible studies. You can, you can do it at Starbucks. Um, for those of my you know, friends from Athens, Georgia, Jittery Joe's, yes. you know, hit up a Jittery Joe's, um, you know, just you get, cre- you can get creative. You can be in your dorm, wherever. One time I taught somebody, I taught somebody a Bible study. You know, I, I talked to somebody about baptism while driving from my dorm to the softball field. That's all, you know, you just take whatever opportunity you can. But the structured approach is what we ultimately want every campus ministry to strive for. Um, because with the structured approach, then you can you can be registered as an organization through your school, and the benefits that come with that are that you can um, you can make reservations for classrooms. Um, you're eligible for campus funding. Um, you can hang flyers all over campus without them getting torn down by campus right. security. Um, you're allowed to have music, and and you know you have you can have all these benefits of of being on campus without having to meet any ramifications from the campus so um so structured or unstructured approach um you can start with unstructured but ultimately we want cmi chapters to take that structured approach because they can not only be registered through um the university but they can also be registered through campus ministry international uh which if you're listening and you're about to start a cmi chapter all you have to do is go to campusnow.org um, and then you can register, you, there's a tab, a registration tab, and you register your CMI chapter. Um, and all you have to do is fill out that box. 
And because if you've already talked with your pastor about it for step one, then all you have to do is have them send, uh, fill out that recommendation form that you are being accountable to a local church, a sponsoring church, as we like to call it. Um, so structured, unstructured approach. And then the fourth thing, just build a team around you um, and delegate. Don't try and take something on by yourself. Um, I can speak from personal experience and say that if you try taking things on by yourself, even though even if you try deceiving yourself by saying, oh, this is all for serving the kingdom, this is all for doing, this is, you know, this is kingdom work. If you let your academics slide, then that affects your witness just as much as you going out there and preaching on campus. Right. And so delegate. Get people around you that can help you. Find yourself somebody that can help with the finances. Get a secretary. Get a treasurer. Find somebody that can help with social media, with promotions or advertising on your campus. Build a team around you so that you can serve in both the kingdom way and through your academics in the best way possible. And then the fifth thing is just prayer. Mm. Pray. I can't emphasize enough how much you need to be praying, not only for revival to happen on your campus, but you need to be praying against things that will come against you. And not to scare you, but there are going to be things that come against your converts as you start to win people. Right. Um, you would think that the hardest part is over when you when you have a student baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost. But if anything, there are going to be things that come against them even more than ever. And so, as Nathan was saying, you discipleship is key. And you know the Bible says for us to be prepared both in and out of season. Mm-hmm. And so, if you're not praying then very often you'll, be a, you'll, you'll have students approach you with a situation that you may not know how to handle. But if you're prayerful, then God can use you as a vessel. He can speak through you, and you can bring healing and encouragement to those students um, in moments where if you were just trying to rely on your own ability and your own knowledge, you would not be able to help them. Right. And so that's a very brief summarization of what to do. Um, We actually have something called the Strategy Guide on, once again, our website, campusnow.org. It's very brief. It's basically just, it's almost like an instruction manual for how to start a campus ministry. Cool. Um, And so check that out for more details. Um, Also check out the campus ministry training series um, on Ministry Central. Um, Those give you even more in-depth information on how to use college funding, how to use all of those things. Um, for the sake of time, I won't go into. Um, but I guess just as that final evangelism tip that I've found that works for me, um, kind of leading into that second question, um, I would say just be bold. Be bold. Um, and not only be bold, but be aware. Um, it is so easy to just get caught up in the routine of college life. Right. Um, you get, we're human. You're going to get tired. You're going to get stressed. And what often can happen is you kind of build this bubble around yourself and you can just kind of meander through campus, go about your schedule and, and not even see the people that are around you that need you. Because if you think you're struggling and you have the Holy Ghost living inside of you, like just think of how people are hurting, how stressed people are. They're battling against depression and anxiety. Just think about how heavy that is on them, those that don't have the Holy Spirit living inside of them. Right. And so be aware um, at least for me, um, at UGA, I had so much more success teaching personal Bible studies, one-on-one Bible studies, than inviting people to the actual service, um, which I know that sounds a little bit unorthodox, but it's all about meeting needs where they're at, addressing right. the needs in that moment. Because with college students, you don't want to just say, oh, I'm sorry, man, I'm, I'm, I'll be praying for you. Pray for them in that moment. Pray for them. Don't just, because that will, is what will set you apart from right. every other campus ministry. That's what will, that's what will really help people see who God is. Right. Because it's one, you can, you can teach Bible studies and you can, you can memorize scripture and, and you can just preach until you're blue in the face. But some, having a miracle happen in somebody's life, that will minister to them. Just letting God do his thing will minister to them so much more than you trying to rely on your own abilities. Right. And so for person evangel- personal evangelism, be aware, be ready for the spontaneous moments because we pray so often for, you know, Lord, use me. Lord, give me opportunities. 
And if we're not careful, we're actually blind to those opportunities because those opportunities aren't always going to be with a microphone in our hand. It's yeah. not always going to be behind a pulpit. You could be eating lunch one day and see somebody in the corner with their head in their hands, and that is your opportunity. Right. So be aware, meet needs in the moment, and be prayed up and studied up so that when you have those spontaneous moments, then you can step in. Have your Bible with you in your backpack or use your phone. Use the Uversion app. Um, meet the needs in the moment because if you try and wait, you may never see those students again. Right. So feed off of that sense of urgency and meet needs as you find them. Wow. That's so good, Zach. Um, this has been incredible. Uh, I think this is so much valuable information for our listeners. This has been an incredible episode. Um, guys, in the details below this episode, if you click on the details, I've got a link there for campusnow.org. And uh, they've got curriculums on there. Uh, <clears throat> I've taught a lot of the lessons on there. Uh, it's amazing. Um, what's the what's the new one about emotions? Um, the Something within... They came from within. They came from within. I just taught yes. that. Our students loved it. So, guys, that website's below. Go check it out. If you're not uh, involved in campus ministry and you're in college, it's it's not a it's not a request from God. It's a commandment to go reach them. So do it. Take the challenge today, Zach. I love you, man. You're my bro. I've yeah. loved hanging out with you today. Thanks for being on the podcast. It's such an honor. I love you, and and I really appreciate this opportunity. You're a peace, man. I love you. I love you too, man. All right, guys, that was it. Episode 7, God's Number. We got to number 7. That's a podcast for every day of your week. We're doing pretty good here. That was an incredible episode. What a great conversation. I feel like I learned a lot, and I sure hope that you learned a lot too. At the bottom of this podcast, if you look in the details, there's a website there, campusnow.org. It has resources for everything that Zach and I spoke about. And I hope you guys enjoyed the stories. I hope you learned a lot. But most importantly, I hope that you applied it to your life and asked yourselves a question. What can I do different for God this year? What can I add to my spiritual resume? What can I do for Him this year that I've never done before? And so I want to leave you with this challenge. If there's a spiritual gifting, a call that God has called you to do, I want you to walk in that, operate in that, allow God to use you in that because it's going to turn your campus upside down. Don't go to school with all those students and them never hear about Jesus. Maybe they won't accept it. Maybe they won't believe it. That's okay, but they deserve to hear it. They deserve to have a choice. So go check out that website. Go follow my friend Zach Davey on Facebook and Instagram. If you have any questions at all, you can reach out to Campus Ministry International online as well. And I believe it's going to bless you. Pray for us. We're heading to the studio in just a couple days here. We'll have an exciting episode coming from the studio pretty soon. Thanks for keeping us in your prayers. I love you. I believe in you. And I appreciate you guys for all your support on this podcast endeavor. God bless. Have a great week, guys.